previously on Just Cow in the City. Jesus Christ, you're a horrible woman. Thank God people continue to call and ask me to go out because I swear I just never would leave. How do you not know to just put a hot girl there and then people are going to show up? Oh my God, I forgot. You know, I was here two hours ago and you guys weren't open. You want to have Indian food before going to a concert? It was some sweet magic. Turnstiles. Hope everyone's having a great fall, great time of the year. Huh? <laughs> okay. Hey, why don't we put it together with some music tonight? Come on, join in, everybody. It's a great time. Oh, the shadow across the blue Miami sky. As we hit the coast way by the big hotel. For now, The big hotels We kissed again As the shower swept the Florida shore You opened your umbrella But we walked between the raindrops back to your door We walked between the raindrops back to your door episode of Just Cow in the City. And when I say exciting, I mean not, not the way that most people would say exciting, but what a week. And uh, then you can also say, what a week? Well, it's hard to say, but it is in the life of uh, one lad named Just Cow in the City. And he does very strange stuff. A lot of it this week that doesn't take place in the city at all, but on the outskirts of the city. But isn't that, and therein, lies the fun and the joy. How does this one individual live his life on a daily basis? Who isn't fascinated by how he gets along? A dim-witted... 
<laughs> a slightly dim-witted. <laughs> All right, we won't go there today. But whatever the case may be, I hope everybody's in a great mood. It is the end of October, October 25th. I told you it goes so fast. Can you believe it? Next, what is next week? Already no, next week, our next episode will be November. Are you kidding me? Seriously. Do you remember what I said? Oh, my God, it's Labor Day. Oh, my God, I hate when it's November already. It really does all go so fast. You know, you know, relationships are like a like a shock. You know, it's just got to be constantly moving or else, you know, it dies. And I think what we have here is a, a dead shock. But, boy, I have uh, many things to tell you today. I, I'm recording today and my I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to see my doctor, you know, that I <laughs> get this, right? So my doctor, who I love and finally get to see after paying, you know, what is it? And remember, he was going to charge me $3,000 a year, maybe more. I can't remember at my advanced age, apparently, that makes a difference, to see him, you know, whenever I wanted. A concierge service. We've talked about this multiple times. I can't, can't even believe what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to see him today, and I'll report back and let you know how the experience is. He, you know, gave me a discount, said he's going to charge me $1,200 a year. So I've been paying in $100 increments, and that's, you know, another additional $100 increment a month, which is, you know, just really killing me. But the point is, it's a concierge service, so what do you get? Well, I don't know yet, but apparently you get very easy access to the doctor, you you get appointments, he calls you back, all this stuff. I schedule an appointment, I say, well, how can I schedule an appointment? They're like, oh, we'll put you in touch with this, I'm like, hey, wait, you can't just do it for me now? You know, like, I mean, what is the whole thing? Anyway, I call the office and I make the appointment and they don't have anything for yesterday. I was like, yeah, tomorrow's good. Like, yeah, we don't have anything. I'm like, well, I don't know. Already I'm, I'm annoyed because you know, I'm paying money to see the doctor, not just a copay. You know, you're paying extra. Um, so then I, my cleaning lady got all mixed. No, no. Yes, yes. My cleaning lady got all mixed up or something. And she's like, I can't do it this day, whatever. So I was trying to possibly change the appointment. So I called up and left a message. And I remember, I think it was about 3.40 on Wednesday, on Tuesday. Nobody called back for 24 hours. And I'm just saying, you know, if this is a concierge service, what am I getting? I mean, I guess I should be grateful they called back, but 24 hours? I should have gotten a call back in 10 minutes from what apparently we're doing here. 24 hours. It was a whole, went through the whole day, and she didn't call, and then I missed the call because I was at a function. I mean, I, 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 I just, I mean, I didn't need to change, so I don't need her, but she's like, oh, I was out of the office. I'm like, you know, no, no. There can be no excuses. I was surprised I got an answering machine. I'm just saying, if we're doing this, you know, you should, I mean, there's lots of places I've worked where they're like, no, he wants somebody, he wants a human answering the phone. He never wants it to go to voicemail. That's the way it should be if you're paying $1,500 an hour for your lawyer or more. And that's the way it should be if you're paying $1,500 a year for something that comes for free for everyone else. I don't want to go into this doctor's appointment today getting all upset, but I am going to mention something. How can I not? 
I'm going to say, like, I appreciate you, uh, you know, the discount and everything, but I don't understand. How does this work? If I don't get a call back and it, it takes 24 hours, or is that how it works? We'll call you back within 24 hours. I Maybe that's the way it works, but that doesn't seem, that's too much money. And remember, again, at my age, I would have I would have been paying over $3,000 a year to see this guy. And that would have even, I mean, really, I'm, I'm, I'm angry as it is, but I'm not going to get angry at the doctor. I'm very excited to see him. I'm very nervous. I didn't have a donut today because <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I'm the fattest I've ever been, ever. Those breakfasts and lunches. You know what's killing me is the breakfast. I never eat breakfast. That's not my thing. I I've, I've just don't. I'm not hungry at that time. So that finding an extra meal in between breakfast and brunch is what is, uh, as, they, as Homer says in The Simpsons, is what's killing me. And making me, you know, even with all the walking I do and everything, now I'm, I've, I've made it to 200 again, which is I've only done one other time in my life, and I went on Nutrisystem after that. I don't know exactly how to handle it. Now, obviously, the answer is, wait, just, you know, stop eating or eat less or eat healthier, which is easy to say. But the thing is, when you're at like a job like mine, which isn't a career job and it's just a job to live in the place I live and get by like most Americans have or most people on the planet have, you know, it's very, I mean, good for you. If you can, you know, find a career and go to a job like that, that's never happened to me ever in my whole life. But if you can, you know, how wonderful for you, but most of us just go to a job to pay the bills and make money. So it's not that I hate my job. I don't, I, you know, enjoy it. I enjoyed my last job. I, but you know, it's still tedious and I have to be there even if I have nothing to do. So I do things to pass the time and everybody knows I work from eight to four at eight o'clock. I, I come in, I have a cup of water. I'm trying to drink more water. That's not helping. And at nine o'clock I go up to the cafeteria and I have breakfast. I mean, because I need something to break up the day. Now, can I only have oatmeal? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I could do that, but it's like that's, it doesn't take up enough time. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the thing. I'm trying to kill time at the off. That's what you're trying to do. You're like, when's it, when's it going to be four o'clock? So these little things to kill time while you're there is, is what you need. At 10 o'clock, I have another glass of water. At 11 o'clock, I have green tea. At 12 o'clock, sometimes I have another glass of water, but then by then I'm so bloated, I'm afraid I won't be able to eat lunch. <laughs> I can hear myself saying it, so don't worry. Uh, and at one o'clock, I have lunch until two. At three o'clock, I have a cup of water, and then I go home. It's like the whole thing. But it really does pass the time. I mean, those Mondays when I'm just sitting there by myself, reading the paper, <laughs> doing the word search, they fly by. And obviously, I do a lot of personal stuff and trying to work on my syllabus and everything. Those Mondays fly by, and by the time you know it, it's Tuesday. You know, it definitely goes quick. It's, it's like noon by the time you know it. And then I go to lunch, and then I go home. It's very simple, and it's a very easy job, and I'm glad I found it. I, I wish I, you know, and the, you know, then I, I wish I only had to go in two days a week, but you could say that about everybody. It really is funny. Everybody's, you know, everybody's very nervous that people are going to make people come in five days a week. I don't think that's a thing anymore, and I think people are good with three days a week, but it is funny. You know, you work three and you're like, can't we just be two? And then you're like, can't we just never come in? But it is nice to see people, I guess. And I'll tell you on um, Wednesday, this is the funniest thing. They had a party for the lady who was supposed to be my boss. I think I told you this, 
This woman who I was hired to work for left because she had all these heart problems from working too hard, something I will never have. Uh, you know, if I have heart problems, it's going to be from hor horrible eating and bad exercise or no exercise. But I have been doing push-ups and walking, so it's not no exercise, it's just very minimal didactic exercise. Um, so they had a lady for this woman, Marlene, they had a lady for the, they had a, a party like at, at the firm, right? At three o'clock. Cause there was no way if it was any time after, you know, if, if I'm not working, I'm not going, I've only met the lady twice. So they have like, if you have anything to say, write it down in this email, we'll put it up on the big screen. When she comes in, it's at this big conference room in the building, like a big one, you know, like the cafeteria size. And they have these big screens. And I just put in for the two times. I, the two times I met you were the best times of my life. <laughs> Something like stupid, right? Well, apparently, uh, they actually put it up. I wasn't even sure if they'd use it. And they have my new, you know, professional picture up there in a huge, you know, big screen. I mean, it would be uh, unbelievable if it was a comedy show. I would have gotten huge. I got huge laughs when it came up. Everybody was laughing because obviously I said the funniest thing because it's short and it's sweet. And everybody else had these things you couldn't possibly read as things go by the screen. And my picture alone with that face I told you about <laughs> makes it extra funny. Everybody else is smiling and I kind of have that, well, what are you going to do face? So it was great. So the thing, this lady, um, oh, trying to get, somebody has video. One of my coworkers has video. I am trying to get the video because I'm telling you, I, I guess I can't put it on TikTok or anything because it's, I guess, kind of perfect. But I can show you guys in the bonus show. I don't give a shit. This may be the funniest thing you've ever seen. Like ever. This woman gets up to the podium and starts telling her sob story about her heart condition. And while she's telling this story, my picture pops up behind her. <laughs> it's the funniest thing you have ever seen, I promise you. Everybody started laughing. And, and she's like, what's so, what? No, I'm talking to you. I had a really bad heart condition. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's hilarious. What are you talking about? It was Oh, it was epic, but I'll tell you, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, and, you know, I, I like all the people there and everything, but I'm like, this blows. Look at me in this corporate situation again. I am just not happy here. They're like, do you want champagne? I'm like, no, no, I'm not unhappy here. I just don't want to be here. Everybody's very nice. I'm not upset. This is why I won't go to the Christmas party. I don't want to have anything to do with the fact that I'm here again, trying to celebrate with these people. I mean, they're like I said, they're very nice. I want to be like Tootsie. These are very nice people, George. These are very nice. They're good people. They're good people. They are very nice, but I don't want to hang out with them socially. Like, I mean, I'll hang out with some of them, you know, at a different bar socially if it's not a work function, but I don't want there to be a work function because I don't want to work there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, here I am again. I'm wearing a, you know, a suit and I'm attending this thing and, I'm like, I'm in another corporate setting, another corporate fucking setting. You know, how many times was I in this thing where I'm in the corporate setting? I shouldn't be in here. I should be in a writer's room creating a sitcom. This is awful. But, you know, this is this is my, and you know, it's like happened again. It's again, it's just, I thought it was over after the last time. You know what I mean. So you have these, you know, I mean, who now who can appreciate this comedy? of my picture up there, you know, people from work, they already, they already think I'm funny. So it doesn't matter. I need people who, who don't know me, uh, I guess to think I'm funny or whatever. And 
move this along, whatever I'm doing. Meanwhile, it's not like I'm doing anything. I mean, yesterday I, I didn't have to go to my mother's and I just hung around. I, I could have done the podcast. I could have done anything. And I chose to do absolutely nothing and hang around because I was very depressed. I don't know why. Probably has something to do with this. But that all being said, let's move on because there's plenty to tell you today. And I'm going to just start off with what happened after I left you yesterday on Friday. Remember, I told you I was going to Hoboken. And boy, was that an interesting evening of uh, feeling good about yourself, then feeling bad about yourself, then not knowing, you know, maybe I got to make a life change of some sort. It, and that happened multiple times during the weekend, but all for comic purposes and, you know, for you guys at least. Uh, on, so on Friday, I, you know, I left here and I took the ferry over to Hoboken to see my friend Caitlin, who was working at her dad's restaurant. Uh, Dino and Harry, she's answering the phone. She's like, you know, come stay with me. Come early and hang out with me while I have to answer the phones. I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. I figure I'll just sit at the bar and I'll have something to eat and I'll drink and then I'll go home early. Yeah, I figured I'd be back on the ferry by 7 o'clock. Now, the last ferry, as we talked about last week, is 9.18. So I actually set my alarm on my phone for like 8.50 to remind me that I need to catch the last ferry. Otherwise, there's going to be trouble. But uh, I was sitting there, and I, I take the uh, ferry there, and let me tell you something. It's still a beautiful ride. That is an absolute, it was a perfect day. It was a beautiful ride. I think it was a perfect, did it rain? I don't remember, but it didn't rain when I went there. The view is spectacular, taking the ferry from 39th Midtown to Hoboken. really is, you know, I'd forgotten. I was taking it every week just to gamble, so I wasn't paying attention. And I went to the place, right? So they're just opening up. She goes, I told you to come later. I'm like, you told me to come 15 minutes later than I'm here. She's like, oh, yeah, right. I didn't realize what time it was. Because I, I guess I got there at 4.30. But I was like, I thought the plan was to be early. And it's a good thing I came early because then it got busy. He, The place was packed and totally busy. Uh, they had so many reservations and dinner. I guess they're, hopefully they're making some money uh, post-COVID. So the place was going to get packed, but it was quiet so i got to talk to her dad who i like very much and her mom came in too right so i'm just sitting at the end of the bar and then her mom joins me and we're having a nice conversation she's really really nice but her dad goes to the bartender hey get him a drink and this is that bartender i had trouble with last time and she just doesn't get me a drink and she doesn't care i mean i know she's setting up it's not open yet but you just assume when the owner says get this guy a drink you would stop and do it but but i already thank goodness i knew I was going to have trouble with her. So, you know, I just let it go. <laughs> and I knew she wasn't open. I felt bad that he asked her to get there. You know, I wasn't worried. And then, you know, whatever. She really is a bitch. But we worked it out uh, because then I found out she was going to Atlantic City to gamble. And that therein we, uh, you know, I said, oh, your hair looks really good because you had it up and down. And, you know, that seemed to work. A couple of compliments and uh Everything was back to normal. So then her mother was expecting, they were using that big table that me and Stacy uh, dined at, you know, the, the really nice table in the back next to the windows. It's really not, you know, if you're going to get, you know, shot uh, gangland style, that's where you want to sit. And uh, her mom says, I'm waiting, you know, I'm expecting my friends, my childhood friends are coming today. And I'm like, uh, okay. And I think I met one of them, which either her friend or cousin, because at Caitlin's 25th birthday, she hosted it, and she seemed okay. So she's at her friend, she's like, why don't you join us? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother you. You know, you're thinking, no, don't be ridiculous. 
So I sat down with them, you know, to have. I'm like, if you're sure it's okay, and and it was it was great. But you know, her friends come in and I they're they're dressed and look like the real housewives of New Jersey. I mean, these are definitely uh, women that have been brought up in New Jersey. They got the accents, they got the hair, the outfits. It's all whatever they think is glamorous is you know the joke we make of people in new jersey the hair every i said that already right but i'm just it was just so messed up and one of the women her daughter came because she's getting married i guess in a month and they had just gone bridal shopping so they were getting so they come in the three of them there's three of right a young girl her mom and the other woman and immediately i'm getting the vibes they're angry that I'm there, which is what I assumed was going to happen. Now, remember, with these moms, I, we're the same age. So I don't know why they're so angry, but, you know, just, I, I mean, listen, if there was some stranger at my table and I came, you know how furious I'd be. So I get that. But then it got worse because I'd been drinking. And uh, the girl, the young girl comes in who's getting married. I guess she says something like, it turns out she has a kid. And I go, out of wedlock? <gasps> oh, and this girl's face, you could, she'd be like, how? Well, yes, but it's not that big a deal. We're not really, I'm like, well, have you talked to your priest about this? <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> I might as well have been a, a truck just stopping. I mean, it was like, I ruined the whole night for everybody. <laughs> But if like if you're really believing that somebody who your friend invited is really that shocked about a a baby at that and she then you find out she's married to a musician and you know, I'm like oh well, all this makes up but who cares I mean what if, I don't give a shit if she has a kid but the fact that they thought like that girl's mother would invite somebody over that's so shocked so shocked and you're wearing white. I mean, I just went for it all, and this girl was not having it. I even bought out, I'm like, oh, did you go to the same bridal shop that Monica went to in Friends? Oh, I heard that is cutthroat over there. I think that might have been like, oh, he get. I don't know. We we. I turned it around again later, but it definitely took some time where this girl was not talking. We were sitting right next to each other, and she was not talking to me because she thought I was a maniac. Can you Can you blame her? Meanwhile, the mother was just like, I mean, we were talking, but she was just, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Like, and let me tell you something. When we were at that store, we said we want the off-white, not the white. I mean, it was really like this conversation. And I'm really trying to just keep it quiet because I know it's, you know, it's really not my place. I'm just the, you know, whatever. But, but it worked out. But except for the other woman who was there, just she just never talked to me. And I had met her before. And then even when she left, she didn't even say goodbye. And I'm like, what's her problem? And she's like, ah, she's like that. Whatever. But I think we all had a good time. We were having, yeah, I mean, me and Caitlin's mom were having a good time. So, and she's not like, and I, call, you know, I called my sister after. I'm like, you know, you got a, a bunch of friends that are, you know, our age. And they're so different. They're so much nicer. They're Jewish, but they're, really attractive and look good as older and they're not trying as hard as these i guess jersey women like trying to i I look the part of a real new jersey housewife or any of those housewives you see on tv just upping up uh, the glamour which sometimes just isn't necessary you know there's 
nothing wrong with just looking real good and cute, uh, you know, being over 50. Like, I, I really feel like my sister's friends are good at that. You know, they're, they're, she's got some really pretty uh, friends that are cool and they, they don't talk like that. So I guess it's these kind of people. They grew up, hey, they grew up in Hoboken, New Jersey. I think if you didn't grow up maybe in the suburbs, maybe you just, you know, isn't that, where's the real Housewives of Jersey taking place anyway? You know, I guess when you have the accent, you just that you just immediately have to still put up your hair like you're from 1985. So the the uh, the milk I, I was gonna get, I wanted to get a steak, but then Sharon said, "Will you split this with me?" I'm like, "Absolutely, whatever you want." But then she didn't want that, so then I was like, "Because I got the strip of bacon, of course, but it comes with three strips of bacon and a Caesar salad." And by the time I was done with that, I was kind of full. But I ended up getting a T-bone steak, but I wanted the porterhouse steak because I like when they cut it up. So when it came, I was disappointed, and I can't hide my expression, and I felt bad. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up, David, to myself. Oh my God, just eat it and be, like, grateful. I mean, what are you doing? I felt it wasn't cooked right, and it was still – but, it was, I mean, it was delicious. It's just like, ah, God, I was complaining. I'm like, what is my problem? I've got to relax. Plus, we were there for a long time. My back started hurting. That's nobody's fault, but my I don't know why. All of a sudden, it just started hurting. Uh, it's not the chairs. I, I don't know. I don't really don't know what was happening, except that I guess I'm an old man. But then I felt horrible because, you know, there was no charge again. And I'm like, oh, God, look at me. I fucking complained again. And I didn't have any cash, and I couldn't even leave, like, a tip or anything, which I felt horrible about because I was planning completely to use my credit card to just pay for my meal at the bar and of course you should always carry cash on you but um ah, crap i was just i really had it in my head that that was not going to be the way the night was going to work out so i felt bad but you know it was really fun and then what was it like around 10 o'clock i guess i had already missed the boat i knew i was going to miss the boat i'm like that's all right i'll walk it off i'll walk to the path station it's really far away i've got photos like me walking through a whole book at night. But Caitlin goes, hey, come, I'll drive you to my house, and then we'll meet my friends who are at another bar. And I'm like, I guess. But at this point, you know, I'm feeling pretty old. Like, I always am good with meeting Caitlin's friends because they've been nothing but nice to me. It's the other people that don't like an older man hanging around, like the boys. And that's the looks I get. Girls don't seem to give a shit. I mean, some do, but most don't. So she drove me to her house and I went in and she like had me read her book or whatever. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But then we walked to where these girls were. But I'm like, wait, how far is this? I'm like, she's towards the path train, which is perfect for me. But then we're walking all the way. I'm like, well, why, we, why did we go to your house? And we're walking all the way back. I'm walking further away from my destination. She's like, well, I wanted to park by my house. And I'm like, ah, crap. And I'm like, just whatever. Just go with it. We know it's going to be a late night, whatever. So I go to this bar, and you got to love Jersey bars, at least the ones that are off the main strip of Hoboken because they're just peaceful and quiet. I mean, if they're, you know, they have music playing, they got the TVs on and everything, but they're they're not as crowded as New York City bars, and I like that. That's why I like going to Jersey. And I met her friends, and they're really nice. I guess they're exactly the same age. They must be 27, very pretty and nice. And they're talking to these guys, and these guys are just looking at me like, why is why is Caitlin's dad coming with? You know, whatever, of course. I get that. So I just I knew I was just going to have one beer and leave. And that is exactly what I did. And definitely felt a little out of place. Plus, you know, again, 
It's just a regular bar where girls are going to meet guys. And of course, it's like, it's not a sports bar. They don't call them sports bars, but it's full of TVs showing sports. And again, I say, boy, it truly is a man's world. As much as you you bitches want to change it. <laughs> but seriously, as much as you girls want to change it, it's a man's world. Look where, you're go- look where the girls go. We're going to a sports bar where the guys are going to watch sports. I mean, it's, it's not even a sports bar. It's just a regular bar. Why do they even have anything on the TV? Why can't you just put pretty pictures on there or something like that? It's like, why is the sports necessary? It's not a sports bar. I can't remember what the place was called. I think it was the name of the street, like 10th Street or something. And it's just like, why is the sports on? Why is this necessary? This is not considered a sports bar, but that's how you get the guys in and the girls will follow, which I think is an embarrassment for all women. If I mean, if our culture is trying to change, let's start there. I mean, if you're going to a sports bar because there's a specific game on, that's different. But there was nothing going on that night. The Yankees weren't playing. There was nothing there. And I, I don't think you'd go to that bar if you're going to watch the, the Padres-Phillies game. You know? That's not the bar you're going to go to. So why you have to have that on? Like, put on a movie or something. I don't know. Put on The Wizard of Oz and just have it on in the background. You don't have the sound on. You're still playing music. That that would be the difference maker, I guess, to see are these boys douchebags who are only going to watch the you know a college football game or or are these good guys who just want to go to a bar and meet people? I've been talking about this for years, especially around the Murray Hill area, which is just full of douchery and the hot girls that go to meet a boy. Listen, you know I talk to girls around in their late 20s who are looking to meet a nice guy. You know, I have extensive research on this. And why can't they, they, you know, they go on online dating and stuff. You're not going to meet at a normal bar because most of the normal bars are stupid sports bars. But that's where they go. Well, that's where the guys are. Why should you have to travel to find guys? Anywho. So then I'm like, all right, now now what should I do to go home? And I'm like, okay, the next, maybe it's 11. Is it even 11.30? I don't know, but the PATH train comes at 12.25. And I'm like, ugh, that's so long. Why am I doing that? I should just take an Uber. I think it costs 40 bucks, but, you know, that's where I somehow cheap cheapen myself where I'm like, no, I got to save money that way. I think it was four. Maybe it was 60, and I thought it would only cost 40 because I have like $15 off every month on Uber, which I never take. So I don't know. I just was like, oh, let me walk off the meal and everything, and the walk will do me good, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I don't know. So I went there, and I got there early. But, you know, I didn't even know. I mean, it's so far. You know, I'm just walking through Hoboken, but I'm getting nervous. Things are kind of closed it's like 11 it's a little scared it should be open till like two but definitely like the oldest person on the street or at least that's what i was no 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 it's true i took some pictures i, I don't know i was very nervous i guess i'm nervous more nervous in a community i don't really know very well than being in new york city and i finally went to the train i'm sitting there for a half hour and i'm like what am i doing why am i why am i doing this why am i waiting for the path you know but I guess, you know, it's, because then I get off the path, I, it goes into Penn Station, and, and that path was a, a nightmare. It goes into Penn Station, and then, and then what? 
Then I got I'm like, I'll take a city bike on. There's no city bikes. Did I walk and then take it? I don't know what happened, but it's like then you still want to not get home. I mean, it's it's just too much. But yet I guess there's – oh, right. I do have to work in the morning. But it's technically early because it's only 1 o'clock. Oh, no, it's not early, I guess. Right. The train was at 1220. I didn't, I didn't get home until one thirty, two o'clock. And then, of course, I got to work. But, you know, that doesn't bother me as long as I'm not, you know, crazy wasted or anything. Oh, but I knew I didn't have anything to do that night, so whatever. I mean, most normal people would Uber back, but I'm an idiot. I like find I've you know I've always liked finding my own ways home without a car or whatever. I mean, since I was a kid, I love taking public transportation in the neighborhood I grew up in, which doesn't even have public transportation. Any way I can get someplace on my own is my favorite. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm still like that. Obviously, if I was with somebody else, I would have taken a car, you know, if I'm by myself or if I'm, I don't know, unless somebody's cool about walking, I, it doesn't matter. I just know the next day I, I thanked Caitlin and her mom for a, a lovely evening because it really was fun, but it's just funny how I left the house around three and I got back 12 hours later almost. And I like days like that. I'm like, you know, <laughs> walk in and I'm like, Wow. Well, that was a to-do. <laughs> what a dramatic airport. So then, then on Sunday, I meet my friend, Teethy. <laughs> and we just like, you know, I'm looking for people to hang out with on Sundays, as you know. It's very difficult. I really don't, you know, I'm looking for people to go to the Devil's Game on Friday. I just... I don't really have that many friends to ask anymore. This girl works at a Walgreens in my neighborhood, and she finishes at 5 o'clock on Sunday. I figure, you know, we'll, we'll go. I'm always looking for something to do on Sunday. So, so I meet her. I meet her after work, and she's, like, sitting at the – I'm like, are you coming out or what? <laughs> it's so weird. And she's like, well, I got to get my bag checked. You know, apparently at Walgreens – the employees, before they can walk out the door, they have to get their bag checked to make sure they're not stealing. And I don't know how they would be since everything's locked up anyway. But I mean, what a horrible place to work if that's the they, they, they don't trust you at all. I mean, that's pretty bad. She says it doesn't bother her, but anyway, I don't know. We went out for uh, dinner, and then I and it was a, a lovely conference. She was actually very helpful because she's going to college now. I know this sounds ridiculous. I get it, everybody. I get it. But she actually sent me a couple of uh, example syllabuses that's uh, very helpful. And she actually helped me because I was like trying out some, you know, since she's the same age as the people I'm going to be teaching, I was like, well, let me ask you a question. Like, what's your favorite movie? And then tell me why. Because it's one of the things I think I'm going to do to the kids. Give me an example of why it is your favorite movie. And then she explained it was this movie Interstellar. I had never seen it. Now I want to see it. The way she was describing it is perfect. And then she sent me a couple of uh, syllabuses that she has. And I'm like, well, this is actually really helpful. But it was funny. When I dropped her off at the subway, I went to my I'm like, I, I, I got to change my life around. This is, this is ridiculous. I got it. This isn't right. <laughs> I, I am a, I don't know what, I don't know where my life is going. I don't know what I'm doing. I am really at a, a, a very big crossroads if there is one left at this age where I still think there's, you know, one more left. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who my friends are. I really have pretty much abandoned stand-up comedy 
mostly because I'm getting so frustrated by the people I see in stand-up that are so unfunny. Now, this has been going on for years, of course, but now it's in your face with Instagram and everything. And, of course, there's so many women that are just really pretty and just okay. I'm not saying about women, but I'm saying the ones that I've seen that post on Instagram, there's three examples I have in my head. They post on Instagram their comedy, which I don't care, whatever they want to do. But for some reason, they're posting and nobody's laughing. So why would you post an Instagram of you doing stand-up comedy where you get no laughs? And it's driving me insane. I'm like, I don't understand. You're so desperate for content and you just think people are going to like your looks because this is the only thing I come up with that you don't even care that nobody's laughing at your, quote, jokes? It got so bad that that woman I used to work with at the West End Comedy Club, Felicia Madison, I'm just going to call her out, she took this down, but somebody sent it to me. She put out an Instagram saying, I'm going to tell this joke, and then I want you to throw things at me. And she told this joke, and nobody was laughing, and nobody got it, and then nobody even threw anything at her. Uh, the whole thing was just like, why Why are you asking for this? Why are you on stage? Why are you putting yourself on stage? That's the reason I don't do that club anymore. I couldn't take putting together a show where she says, you have to give me 10 minutes. And I'm like, you stink. You stink. And, the, and now, you know, the comedy seller has people that aren't as good as they used to. The stand does the same thing. And they have, it's not just the women. It's not just the women. I am not being, say, hey, listen. I don't have to explain myself. Most of my best favorite comics and friends are women. So you know how I feel. I don't have any problems with that. I never have. But now I'm just seeing very bad comedy and like not getting a vibe that these particular women that I seem to know, it's just rare that it, I, the guys, I don't know a lot of guys starting out at least when they post, they post last, you know, when Natterman post, but, but those are professionals. I'm talking about the women just starting out that seem to post more. Maybe that's what I follow is younger women. So maybe that's where it's coming from. And I'm just like, wow, this is really bad. But even the women that are bad, if they're posting something with a laugh, you know, I'm like, well, I get that. But I don't know whether you've seen it, you know, some of these people when they're posting where there's no laughs, you, you have to be scratching your head. What is the purpose of this? How can this be happening? And it's crushing me inside, probably as an old man, saying, what has happened? You know, look at my friends. Look how amazing they are. And look how comedy used to be. And look how the comedy seller was. And it was this real honor to hang out. People have been telling me that on the Vice Network, there's a, uh, a, a movie about Greg Giraldo and they're talking about how important it was to get to the comedy cellar and to sit at the comics table. And apparently there's a picture of me. And But that's the thing. That's what I, Now it's it's not the same. It's not the same. And I'm just saying not, not that it's like, you know, a young people's game or anything. Comedy has never been like that. Comedy has room for everyone of all ages and all ethnicities and all genders. If you are funny, you're funny. And that's it. It doesn't matter what you are and everybody has their own version of funny all i'm saying is if you were doing a netflix special where no one laughed unless that was the gag like norm mcdonald or something 
then I don't, I guess I don't get it. I guess I am too old and I don't understand. If all you're trying to present is content, just showing how sexy you are on stage is the only thing I can come up with. Even though they don't look sexy on stage, they're just, that's all I can come up with. I can't figure out why somebody would do that. And I have three examples off the top of my head and there's probably more people I don't follow that do it. My sister said the other day, one of her friends is doing, oh, one of her friend's daughters is doing comedy stand-up New York. She's in a contest. And I, I think she's going to go really far. She's going really far. She's doing, and I'm like, she, she might win. She's at the, the finals. And I'm like, is she really pretty? And she goes, yeah, she's really pretty. I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I, is that rude? Is that sexist to say? Probably, but we know how it is. There's a lot of pretty girls that go a lot further. And they, this is all Sarah Silverman's fault, you know. She started all this. Somebody's got to have a talk with her or she's got to set the record straight and tell me, look, it's wonderful if you're pretty and all, but you got to have the material. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you knew who I felt about Olga. I thought, I really thought she had a chance until she just became really a stinking drunk. And even if she got a shot, which apparently I had lunch with Nick Griffin here, so he goes, oh, she got a big break. She got to open for Howie Mandel at the... Um, West, uh, whatever the, the theater in the round in Long Island is. Westbury Music Fair, that's what they used to call it. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. I think I had seen that. But it doesn't matter. She gets those kind of breaks all the time. It doesn't matter. Sooner or later, they realize she's just really awful. I mean, not as a comic, though. That's the funny thing. She had the material. She had the backstory. It was all working. Now she's just, you know, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to her. I mean, I, 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 she should be so much further along. But she still just hangs out at that governor's and just doesn't seem to get ahead. And at this point, unfortunately, using Sarah Silverman as, a, as the example, I don't know whether Olga's going to make it. I mean, I mean, Sarah was a different case. I mean, but her, her trajectory was sick. But really, by now, I mean, Olga's almost 40. You know, how much longer are you just going to continue doing what you're doing and not somehow do something? That's going to put you on top. Don't be like me. That's why I always tell him, like, don't end up like this, where you just kind of hang around and let it go. You really have an opportunity. Which doesn't care. Hey, what's up, brother? You're a little late for the Christmas pageant. <laughs> I'm King Joffrey Joffre, ruler of Zamunda. Yeah, well, have a seat. Chair number two be ready in a second. Anyway, Monday... Uh, it was my, you know, I was finally going to return to the big drinking and wings night because the last three weeks I haven't been able to do it. We had Rosh Hashanah, I had a funeral, and then I got sick. Well, not that sick, but, you know, didn't want to, thought it was best. So I'm like, oh, I'm very excited about tonight. As a matter of fact, Lindsay, my favorite, my friend and manager bartender, texted me. The, during the day, around 2 o'clock, I said, oh, my God, I'm listening to your podcast, uh, whatever I was talking about. She's like, it's hilarious. Oh, I was, uh, when I uh, went through my grades. She's like, I love that you got a D in wines and winemaking. Of course, she would like that. That's so funny. And I'm like, I know, isn't that great? This is money, right? So I'm like, I didn't put I'm going to see you later or anything. I assume she knew I was going to see her later. So... I knew I had something to do with my mother on Wednesday, like that function, you know, where they're honoring her, which I'll tell you about in a second. So I wanted to get 
I, I haven't been able to get a haircut, you know, because my guy only works on Wednesdays, and I, I guess I've been busy, or I haven't been able to know I was going to get the appointment, and he fills up really fast. So I said, well, let me at least get groomed, you know, get the sideburns in the back, and he wasn't available. So I'm like, I, I want to go on Monday. I mean, I wish he worked Mondays. Monday would be perfect for me on my way to the bar. But I'm like, well, there's got to be something in my neighborhood that can just take a razor and make me look presentable. My neighborhood of work. I'm talking about Wall Street. There's got to be a barber on Wall Street that can make this happen. So I see this thing at 11 Broadway, I think. I look it up online. They say they're open at like 7 o'clock. I'm like, well, actually, that works. (laughs) But I'm not going to go in before work. That's insane. I got plenty of time after work. I don't have to be at that bar. And I didn't make any plans with anyone that day because the stupid Yankee game went, uh, you know, Monday. It was going to have Monday. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to have wings and sit at a sports bar when the Yankees are playing when I'm rooting against the Yankees. It's going to be bad either way. Either there's just going to, you know, it's just complete douchery. So I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. So I didn't want to plan anything with anybody. So then I had just nothing but time to kill. So I go, I look up this barber. I don't make an appointment. I just go, I was like, I'll go in. I'll check it out. Maybe they can do something, right? And I don't even care how long it is. Just sit down, you know, wait a little bit. But I go in. It's in a building. It's not on the street. It's in a building. That happens a lot in Manhattan. They have a lot of barbershops in buildings. I'm actually surprised we don't have one in ours. Uh, Because that's where I used to go before I met this guy. There was one on like 44th Street that had a, you know, a walkway between 44th and 43rd. There was a there was a barber in between this building, in between 5th and 6th Avenue on 45th to 44th. But then there was another barber that was apparently the good one Joe told me about between 44th and 43rd. <laughs> That's how many barbers are in these buildings. Barbers, not hair salons, not women's stuff. They should put a goddamn nail salon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just thought of the greatest money-making thing, right? In all these buildings, if you just started putting nail salons in these, oh my, you'd make a fortune. You'd make it, because let me tell you something. So I go in this building, right? 11 bro, I go in, and I go in these guys. I'm like, hey, do you have time to like kind of give me a shape up? You know, like, uh, he's like, yeah. Uh, and they're staring at me as if I just asked the stupidest question. And I don't, th- I don't even know whether they speak any English. I'm like, do you have time or don't you? I know I didn't make an appointment. They're like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? You want scissors? And I'm like, no, no, like a razor. You know, just I'm, I'm motioning. You can't see it. Cleaning the sides and the back. You know, like a razor. Yeah, scissors. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about with the scissors. I just want a shape where you clean it. I'm pointing to where I want, you know, groomed and the back. And like, yeah, scissors. You go to sixth floor. And I'm like, go to the sixth? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. And he, take, he takes me outside by the arm. He puts me on an elevator, takes his card key, presses six. Yeah, scissors, scissors. And I'm like, no, I don't want scissors. And the door closes. <laughs> and I go to this room that is just a room. It doesn't have the barber pole on it or anything. It just looks like a conference room. But it's a barber shop inside. I knock on the door and I go in. And there is a very strange looking dude in there. One dude, like a kind of Asian but maybe not, maybe a transvestite. I, I mean, it was weird. And he's just sitting in there, and he's like reading the paper. There's no one in there. Next. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really messed up. And I'm just like, I'm just going in for a, you know, how much. And it clearly says on, there's a big board, says shape up $12. So I'm like, all right, I guess he does it. And they have the TVs on and stuff, so it's nice, like CNN or something. And I'm like, yeah, can I get a shape up? He goes, yeah, scissors. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, well, just, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, I'm already in this. So let's just do it. He goes in and he starts cutting with scissors. I don't know what's happening. And then he takes a razor blade and just starts chopping the back of my head. I'm pretty sure he cut me. And he's going quickly with this razor blade to the back of my head. I mean, it was the worst experience of getting a, a haircut aside from the best one and clean feeling I get when I come from my regular guy. It was really awful, and I still feel like it didn't look very good, although my friend Chloe the next day told me it looks good. I'm like, really? Because I think the guy just fucked up. I don't think he did a very good job. It was just so creepy, and I'm like, all right, how much do I owe? He goes, uh, $19. <laughs> I'm like, huh? <laughs> he, oh, yeah, uh, $12. I get, I'm like, all right. Cause, I mean, I just said it, even though I knew it was, I thought it was supposed to be $12. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so annoying. So then I just you know god and i left and i was just like that really sucked and i went down again and i almost wanted to talk to those guys i'm like where the fuck did you send me but the point is they had a second area on the sixth floor that was a full barbershop because they get so busy during the day i can't believe a nail salon hasn't thought and gone there for all the women that work in these buildings it's the most obvious fucking thing wow i just thought of it i would go there during lunch all the time. I would totally be like, hey, I'm going for it. I mean, they'd be, they would need three rooms uh, if you did, you know, anything between noon and two, let alone you could still make appointments during the day if you, you know, are higher up, like a vice president or something. Well, I have a nail appointment at 1030. Boy, you'd make a fortune. You'd really clean up between 11 and two. You could have two of those conferences. Boy, just thinking about that, right? It's not a bad idea. I haven't got my nails done or a pedicure since COVID. Ugh. Uh, I am in dire need of a manicure. Oh, look at me. I am in dire need of a manicure. Coming to America. So I, so I start continuing walking up. I know I'm going to the bar. I always call my friend Katie at that time because I walked past the place that she used to live where the World Trade Center fell on her because for some reason the strip club near her house still exists in some form. I haven't gone in. I need to go. It used to be called the Pussycat Lounge. Now it's called something with the Pussycat on it, but it could be just a sports bar. I'm kinda, I need to go inside to see what the story is because I can't believe, you know, the fucking World Trade Center topples over her apartment. She has to move over everybody's apartment. It, destruction of all around, it, but the strip club still stands. <laughs> so I always think to call her every week, and then she calls me back when I get to about the Holland Tunnel. There's this little park there. Actually, she called me before I was there. Right. I just decided I'm going to I'm gonna take a moment and I'm just going to sit in this park because I'm not in a rush. But it's a park, and I took a picture of, like, right at the Holland Tunnel. It, it It's the stupidest place for a park. You're just you're sitting in this park while all these cars are honking and beeping trying to get into the Holland Tunnel. It's the strangest thing. I'm like, I'm going to sit in there because it's something interesting about this ridiculousness. It's... It kind of it kind of engulfs everything about New York City 
or just go in the city in the sense of like, look where they'll they'll put parks, which just isn't normal. By the entrance to the Holland Tunnel, there's a small park that no one was in, but with tables and chairs. And I'm like, I, I got to take a picture and I got to sit in here for a little bit because it's just too weird. But for me, there's something about sitting in there. I mean, if you live by there, it's probably different. But there's something for me, since I have been in that Holland Tunnel traffic waiting to get in, especially that time with Jeff and everything. There's something so wonderful about sitting at this park and not being in a car that I don't think anybody thought of it that way, but that's the way I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, boy, it's great to be near the tunnel, but not having anywhere to go. It's like being asleep and you hear a train go by. Well, then it's some sort of famous book. He was glad not to be on the train going somewhere and being at home, cozy in his house. So it's just so funny. I was sitting in this one location right by the tunnel, and then all these like garbage guys came up like right by me. I was the only one in the park. I think I took a picture of them too, and they're all hanging out like right by me. And I didn't feel like moving. It was like I'm like it was it was like Louis C.K.'s joke all over again. You're in the movie theater, it's completely empty, and then a guy sits right in the back of you and then starts flicking your ear with his finger. <laughs> Obviously, that part didn't happen. So then, yeah, I was just talking to my friend Katie and I walked all the way up. I'm like, well, I got to go. You know, they're expecting me at the bar. I go to the bar. Lindsay's not working. Todd is there, who I love. But, and I said, listen, I, I love you. I love you. But I expect to see you on Tuesdays. What the hell's going on? She's like, oh, uh, we switched and this and that. And I'm like, what? I was so angry. I can't ever be angry at Lindsay, but I was so angry because I'm like, I don't understand. We just texted today. How could you not tell me you weren't coming to work? And I ran into her best friend on the street. I said, are you coming in? She goes, no. She must have known she wasn't coming in too. And I was like, there's got to be some reason she's not coming in today. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I wasn't really furious because I guess in the way I was like, good, I can go home. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do anyway, but I was angry that she didn't tell me. And I'm like, what's the matter with you? How could you, why, why would you say, what she, ah, I don't want to, because she's too kind of a person. She doesn't want to say like the other girl, Lori, that works there, you know, only come in when I'm here because I need the money. She's trying to be like, well, you should go in. You shouldn't just come in because of me. But the fact of the matter is if you're there on a Monday, you're pretty much coming in because of her. At least that's what I'm doing. You know, I was never coming in on Mondays until she started working there. So I was pretty upset by it, but, you know, she's so cute and she texted back and she told me the reason. I'm like, well, how do you get mad at somebody like that who's just trying to, you know, give the place business, not just her? But then it turns out she's done for good. The pregnancy is, uh, you know, I told her you ain't going to make it till December. Nice try. You can't be pregnant, giving birth in December and being on your feet and working, I don't know what her hours are, midnight till 3, uh, noon till 3 a.m. That's a lot to ask. You can't be on your feet all those hours running around. They have outdoor stuff. That's When you're pregnant, you need to you know, relax a little bit. I mean, she worked up as much as she could and then uh, you know, called it a day. So in that sense, it's actually better. I don't have to go there on Monday. I mean, was I enjoying it? Of course I was enjoying it. But now, you know, then I was always like, well, now I go... You know, the pre-drinking before the actual drinking was not good for me. So now I could just go get wings. But, of course, you're going to get wings at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. It's all confusing. But I was like, you know, and then I was like, I I had one beer, and then I left. 
And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just go by myself. I don't want to invite anybody because I, I was really afraid of that Yankee game. But I'm like, it's 6 o'clock. The Yankees are starting. Maybe I should go take the bike to the wing place. I haven't been the wings in like a month. You know, I love them. I'm just going to go home. I just went home. And I think I ordered Chinese food. In fact, I think I ordered mushu shrimp for some reason. I don't I didn't I was like I could order wings from Domino's and I just didn't feel like it and I just decided to get Chinese food. I just went home. And I said, "Well, I'll just eat that and watch the game and that'll be a delightful evening." And it was. I mean, I just you know, in the Yan- Oh, so well, it was actually the best because the Yankees this was a game 5, but it got it got rained out. So all that worrying and everything that there was going to be all this douchery didn't even matter because the game got rained out and they ended up playing Tuesday at four. So it was classic, but it's just like, you know, I mean, I like going for Monday Night Football. I don't, and when the Yankees are playing, I usually don't, I won't go out. It's just, you know, and I mean, I'm always rooting against them and then people get angry and now they're down 0-2, which is nice. You know, then I like listening to the sports radio. So it was great because I was listening to the radio, right? And they're waiting to play the game. And these two guys are on it and they just have nothing. They can't. The, the game was supposed to start at 7 and they didn't announce until about 10 o'clock that it wasn't being played. And these guys were on for three hours. And they were on for three hours a night, but for some reason they just had nothing to say. And like, well, I think we're getting an update soon. I mean, but, but it was fun. I was listening to them and watching TV on mute. Because they really had nowhere to go. And for some reason, that was the most entertaining part of the evening. I don't know why. So anyway, I don't know how my Mondays are going to go, but maybe this is a a good thing for me and a good thing for Lindsay, too, because she needs the rest. Got to take care of that baby. She's going to be an incredible mother. She's a great person. So that's the funny thing. I can't get mad at her. I can't get mad at anybody else. I would have been furious. I would have had to ask them. I, I need to know your line of thinking of why you wouldn't say, oh, by the way, knowing full well I come in on Mondays. And her line of thinking is just being a kind person. So how do you get mad at somebody like that, you know? Oh, I, I don't want to take away from anybody else that works there, which is really sweet. Meanwhile, I go out. I'm, I'm eating dinner. I'm enjoying myself. watching TV. All of a sudden, there's this loud noise coming from outside. Apparently... Simchas Torah just started. It's another Jewish holiday. And all these uh, Hasidic uh, Jews are dancing in my street. I think there's like a Chabad house across the street from me or something. I took video of it. You can see it. They're all going crazy. It's so loud. I can't concentrate. So now I got the people upstairs who are driving me crazy. And then I got the people downstairs. I can't even hear the TV. I'm just trying to enjoy my meal, watch TV. And they're like, I I I and I'm like, I, I can't be mad at them either because I'm like, well, I, I, I didn't, I forgot it was Simchas Torah. Then I feel bad about that. You feel guilty because we are Jewish and that's the way it is. But I took, I mean, you know, it's nice. They're having a good time, but they, they, they closed down the street. They have so much money. They can call the city and like, we need the street closed for this time because we're going to be dancing in the streets. I just feel bad if I had to get my car parked out of there. <laughs> you got to keep a, you got to keep a prize on. And it's weird because when I went to the uh, guy at the store on Mondays when I get my paper and the orange juice, he goes, "Is it a holiday today?" And I'm like, "I don't know." I heard alternate side of the street was suspended, but I'm not sure. How could I forget Simchas Torah? How could I forget so many of those great Jewish holidays? Nobody remembers. This is South Ferry. Oh, meanwhile on. Uh, you know, Tuesday I go down 
to work and, you know, take my walk by the Statue of Liberty and they're building this giant rig, which is kind of covering up this beautiful, quiet view. I don't know what the plan is. I mean, I'm assuming they're not building a giant building there. I mean, it's real fucked up. You know, already I got screwed with my view into Queens because they built a huge fuck you on Roosevelt Island. So I can't, you know, it obstructed my view like Marvin the Martian shit. But now they're taking my one little piece of solace I have every day before I go to work and they're banging and they're and they and the view is ruined and the smell was bad because they're soldering. I don't know what the plan is. I took a picture of that too. You'll see what I mean. It's really disappointing. It's like all these little things that I had that made me joyful for the situation I'm in in my life at this moment just keep taken away from me, you know? You count that and you add in Lindsay and all this other stuff. The, the, the small pleasures that that I, you know, look forward to in whatever is happening to me at this point, just now post COVID, it's just I don't I don't know what's happened. I don't know I know I know nobody's doing it to me on purpose, but certainly it is in my head that uh Remember, I told you, after COVID, I realized God doesn't hate me. He hates everybody. I always thought it was personal. But, you know, I'm the only one ever down there. Otherwise, it's touristy. I guess that's why they do it at this time of the year. So I'm like, he's only they're only obstructing my view on purpose for me. It's getting uh, really on my nerves. Anyway, Wednesday, uh, I met these new girls at the office. They were, like, on my floor, and they're really cute. And they're becoming attorneys. I don't know what you call them. I guess they're they're not associates because they haven't passed the bar yet. They're waiting for their bar exam. But they're really cute. This girl, uh, Gabby and Olivia, I think. And then I ended up having lunch with them, and uh, they were they were adorable. So now, you know, I only have lunch with hot girls. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's the best part of the day. Why wouldn't it be? And I love having lunch with my friend Chloe, and so I look forward to lunch every day. And she likes the more, she's the more the merrier kind of girl, especially when it's girls. And it's super fun. And then we had that thing, but I had to rush out exactly at four o'clock so I could catch a train to go where I thought I was going to go to Princeton. But then I said to my sister, I'm like, hey, what if you pick me up at Metro Park since you're coming from there? And then, you know, I'll drive down and we'll go to Grammys and, you know, see, is there a a timing effort we can do that we got to be at this place by seven o'clock? And I'm like, you know, tell her to meet us outside in the building, you know, of her, the place we usually, you know, that she lives in. And she goes, no, she wants me to come upstairs and check out her outfit. And I'm like, what? You know, because it takes 20 minutes to walk out of the building from her apartment. You know, it's just, it's really long and big. And to get to the front, it takes a long time. It takes, you know, she walks slow. Then there's an elevator. Then there's another walk. And it's, you know, just, it's just time consuming. I'm like, well, I guess. So I run out because I got to go from Battery Park to Penn Station and on a subway on the one train, which is a local. But I zoomed out of there at 4.05, and I was planning on catching a 4.50 train, but I actually think I caught a 4.31. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And I'm like, well, that's even better, but it got me in at the same time. So thank God I caught the earlier train, and Beth was waiting for me, and we drove down. And we checked my mother's wardrobe. <laughs> and then we went to the function, which was in her old neighborhood. And we go in, 
And uh, Aunt Junie and Uncle Bob are there, and Uncle Bob is the only guy. And me. It's all women because it's a Hadassah meeting. So why Aunt Judy always feels she has to bring Uncle Bob everywhere, I don't know. It really should be women. Not, I, I don't care. I'm just saying. Right? I didn't, we didn't think of it until we got home. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have gone either. It's supposed to be a, it's a women's organization. Except, you know, I was there because I'm... But I was the only... You know, it was just me and Uncle Bob were the only boys or men or whatever we are. So we get in and my sister and I go... And this woman comes in like, oh, whoa, whoa, who are these people? Or like, uh, yeah, we're her uh, kids. And she's like, whoa, whoa, we didn't know you guys were coming. Like, my name was on the list. This woman is just an idiot. And there was a table ceremony. You know, you sit at the table. My mother called me twice to say, look, there's not a dinner. It's not a dinner. I'm like, I get it. We're just going to have dessert. I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay. I wasn't expecting a dinner. It was actually put out nicer than I thought it was. It was like being at an award ceremony on a TV show. It was like being at the Golden Globes. Uh, so I decided to sit, I was sitting right in the front and I would take the back where my back is to the stage so I could turn my chair around so nobody else has to. I was sitting with my mother and sister, Aunt Judy, some other woman named Rhoda, who you're only going to find at the Hadassah meeting, <laughs> and some other lady. And we're, you know, we're, but it was so great they didn't have seats for us, my sister and I, like, what, what is happening? We're sitting there and they, you know, they're going through the ceremony and my sister goes, wait, wait did you just hear it's from seven to ten? And I'm like, what? It's three hours? Oh, and it was. And they have like a, like things you can buy. You know, uh, get your Hanukkah plates here, your Hanukkah plates, and you can buy a Judah Maccabot 2.0. I got pictures. You'll see it on the bonus show. And uh, th- then it's great. Later when my mother gets this award, which is like the thinnest, stupidest award, they, they must have just printed it off their computer and put it in a frame. Uh, I have a picture of my mother just having her cake right on top of the award. She couldn't have cared less. But I got a picture. So then they have the award. My mother speaks. I got a photo of that, which is funny. You know, just funny. You know, watching old people do stuff. And they're talking about my mother. And I'm like, oh. she's like, oh, she did so much. I'm like, she did? My sister, I'm like, huh. How do you like that? She kept telling us all about that all the time, but we didn't believe her. So then they have a singer. Or they call him a vocalist. And they say he also teaches at Montclair State University. And I'm like, what? And my sister and Aunt Judy are like, oh, we have to tell him you're going to work there. I'm like, no, nah, don't tell him. So he's singing and he has this thing going on. And we definitely got pictures. And I have audio of him singing. He's singing, well, the ones you want to hear. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I moonlight motor trips. How about you? So I'm borrowing a love song from the birds. Tell you that your marvel is too marvelous for words. You want much, 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 much too much, and just too very, very to ever be. To wind up in a dictionary and so I'm borrowing a love song from the birds To tell you that you're marvelous Say that you are wonderful To tell you that you're marvelous To marvelous
much. That's a wonderful song. That was from. That's why I did that thing up front. I thought that would be hilarious. Because <laughs> really, Beth and my mother are like, you should do this, David. <laughs> like Eugene Levy at the end of uh, Waiting for Government. My mama has a kishka. A kishka. <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to end that way. But he's singing all these songs. And they, and it's like really funny because he's like totally winning the crowd over. They love him. And he wasn't bad. It was just, But I was right in front. And he got pictured of me just sitting, I'm sitting right in front. I'm staring right at him. And you got to keep this, how long can I keep this smile frozen on my face? Look at this guy prancing around, thinks he's so great. Right there, for instance, like I say, hey, I just got back from Canada. You know, they speak a lot of French up there. The only way to remember is Jean d'Arc. Means the light's out in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, I'm in a big lumberjack. Jesus, this guy's pathetic. Look at him mincing around, boy. Thinks he's real cute. Do you want to throw up? If only I had the nerve to do my own jokes. I don't know how much longer I can keep this smile frozen on my face. But he, but it is hard. You got to keep a smile on your face. Try and be polite. Thank God he didn't pick on me. As, you know, talking to the women. Would you like to go on a date? I'm like, he better not say that to me. I swear to God, I'll punch him in the face. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and it's just like. That time, I think I told you, I mean, I know I've told you over the eight years we've done this podcast, which, by the way, I think it's our anniversary this month. Oh, no, no, we said that was September 1st. Okay. But in the eight years, I've told you about the time that my friend Sharon Houston took me to see Andrea Martin's one-person show, Andrea, the great Andrea Martin from SCTV. And she goes, hey, do you want to see a rehearsal of Andrea Martin's one-person show? And Seth Radetzky at the uh, piano. I'm like, would I? But it turns out we're the only two there in a big rehearsal room, not a theater. And they put two folding chairs in front of her and we sit there and watch her perform her hour and a half show. Just the two of us and you got to keep an expression on your face that you are having a time. You cannot fall asleep. It is tough. And Andrea Martin was my hero at the time. I, I I was like, this is a dream come true, but it's it's a lot it's a lot to ask. Sitting there, she's just performing for the two of us. I mean, yes, she's doing the greatest SCTV characters that I've loved and worshipped for years. I mean, this is a dream come true. But I mean, you know, if Martin Short was doing the same thing, and it's just you're sitting there and he's just performing for you, it's it's it's, it's tough. It's awesome. But it's also tough. And that was like this. Except he's not hes not Andrea Martin. He's just some weird dude <laughs> who does this strange thing for a living. <laughs> it was very strange. Oh, the old people love it. And then my Aunt Judy goes, oh, my nephew's teaching it. And uh, he, I think he does. We, then we looked him up and then we're, my sister and I are like, I don't know. He might be full of shit. But whatever it is, I think it was enjoyable. And again, it was all for my mom. They all put this thing together. So I guess it was nice. Meanwhile, we bring my mother home. And then my sister and I, let's go get something to eat. What is it? 10 o'clock. We cannot find one place to eat in New Jersey. Everything is closed. No more 24-hour diners. Those are through. 24-hour. And there's a multitude of diners. I'm looking everything up. Everything closes at 10 Maybe we could go to a bar. My guess is the kitchen's closed around 10 o'clock. 
There was not one place to go. I mean, can we go to White Castle? Yeah, we don't want to do that. We want to sit down and have a meal like gentlemen. I can't believe it. It's just as bad in the city. And you know I've been down this road before when we're doing comedy. We're like, let's get something to eat. We're in Jersey. Can't do it. It's over. I don't know if that'll ever come back. The 24-hour diner is gone. And I said to Beth, I'm like, what do kids do these days? What do they do? I guess they go to everybody's house. I'm like, what a bummer. Even before I was born, the late night diner. I mean, you know, we watch movies about Greece or the 50s. It's like everybody's going to the late night diner. At least I had that in high school and it happened all the way up until COVID. Now, where does anybody go? There was always a late night diner you could hang out in. It sucks. You know how angry it makes me to tell and, and, and just and that's just in Manhattan. Jersey was known for its 24-hour diners. I mean, that's everything, movies and TV, they would show a late-night diner open. It sucks not, and, uh, you know, even the one down the street from me closes now. I mean, I just, it blows not having 24-hour diners anymore. It's not, it's not fair. Well, they don't, I mean, is that, I, I don't know whether it's ever going to come back, and it's really depressing, so we couldn't eat anywhere. I'm like, I guess just drop me off of the train. So I'm trying to attach this, 1040 out of Metro Park, and there's this cop car. We got video of that too, just swerving around, swerving around, going back and forth like he's drunk and he's holding up traffic. And I missed my train. It was like a drunk cop walk, going around the parkway so nobody could go fast. It was really weird. We couldn't figure it out, and I missed my train. So I had to take, take me to one of those stops, and I made it just in time. Thank God. I was like, I don't want to wait an hour for a train. When I could have driven, but I chose not to. And then, of course, I just walked home from Penn Station again. And I'm like, well, I'm not even hungry, but we didn't have any dinner. So I stopped. And I got that beautiful Hulk sandwich, you know, from that that one deli that's open 24 hours, thank God. But it's not like a restaurant. Ugh. It's really frustrating, you know. All right, let's get out of here. We somehow go overtime. I think I had other things to say, but that's it. Listen, so so supposed to be Dino Stamatopoulos supposed to be on the show tonight. Hopefully that'll happen. Uh, you know, he just canceled once, but everything should work out. If it doesn't, who cares? Do we not have the best time on Tuesdays anyway? It really doesn't matter. I hope everybody has such a great week. I hope you have a great Halloween if you're dressing up. I should probably dress up for the show, but it's down... I don't, I don't know. What, what am I going to wear? But I just hope everybody has a great week. Oh, my God. I'm going to see you guys in November. That is sick. That is messed up. But that's the story. And I hope you had a great time listening to today's show. And I hope I brought it to you in the vision that you can see and everything I did, you know, as I try to paint the picture of another week of Dave Juskow in the city. Good night, everybody. See you next time. You are